You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Happy Wednesday, Asbury. And what a great way to start with those stories and hearing uh, your testimonies on screen of who we're becoming and Zeke, Faith, Band, thanks for leading us this morning. And thanks, uh, that song Gratitude like sets us for uh, the message this morning. And, it, and singing that song, a hallelujah for God doing that kind of work in you, that you're becoming a man or a woman that's more patient, that's more discerning, uh, that's more filled with joy. That's what we're here Uh, to be shaped in this morning. And so, pictures required. You know, it's cold outside this morning, so we need to see a couple of beaches, pictures that can make us warm. And uh, set apart, uh, fall retreat, are you guys here this morning? All right. Good times. There was one other picture after this one. There we go. Fun uh, sunset worship that night. It was amazing. All right. We are all good. So set apart retreat. There are still spots open for men in December. Panama City Beach, that's the place. You get that sunset. You get that sand. And guess what? you will be done with finals. You will be way liberated uh, if you sign up for retreat in December. So who comes to mind when you hear the word strong? Or what comes to mind? Who comes to mind and why when you hear the word strong? Turn to your neighbor, 60 seconds, go. Okay, so strong, I'm sure for many people an athlete came to mind. Maybe um, for you it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm sure for many of you it was Greg Hasloff, his, you know, kind of not quite as buff counterpart. I'm sure for some of you it was mom. It was dad. Maybe it was grandma. Uh, Maybe it was your granddad. You know, on this campus we have an incredible uh, gift of really strong community. And we get to live uh, in small spaces, tight spaces, glorious community together. When I think back to last year, about 12 months ago at this time, a picture of strength for many of us was Rochelle Ballard. Her courage was strong. James and Josh, because we hold each other together and we live in this community together, Through Rachel's illness, your trust was strong. Across last year, your hope has been strong. If you're part of that little enclave and community on Asbury's campus called the WGM family, your love around the Ballards was strong. In the middle of struggle and weakness, when we're at our best, you see this example of how to find strength. WGM community, you have exemplified that across the last two years. Thanks for being that kind of family. This morning, we're gonna hear from 
Psalm 46. And if you have your scripture, we'll go through that psalm together. Starting with verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of God for the people of God. So the amazing poetry of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Today we're finishing the series, You Are What You Love. And the great commandment has been at the very center of this series for us all semester. Love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we can name two realities, and I'm sure you could, you could add to the things that God has spoken to you through this series. But here's, here's two realities that we've learned across this semester. What gets your heart and soul and mind gets your strength. Because what gets those gets your habits. It gets the routines that we live in. Second, your strength follows your heart and soul and mind. We might even say that your strength goes towards the systems that you live in. It goes towards the commitments that you have made because those come out of the deep part of who we are, our heart and our soul and our mind. So these four prepositional phrases, they're so connected with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. We have a really hard time separating them. And I don't know how they may play out for you in different ways. But loving God with your heart, soul, and mind creates a person with a strong heart, a strong soul, a strong mind? Are your habits shaping you into the follower of Jesus that you're longing to become? What is your story that you would speak with a word of what he's doing in you right now? So God is our refuge and our strength. The Hebrew for the word strength in Psalm 46, you can tell what's in this description of God. It's about his power, that God is mighty, that he's a stronghold, 
that he is Israel's God, that he is a fortress for them. And so when the ground is crumbling around you, when mountains are falling apart, when waters are rocky, the psalmist says, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You listen to the heroes across scripture. Moses say, the Lord is my strength. King David sang it in a song in 2 Samuel 22, and he said, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. And then when David found strength and power for battle, he's saying how this came from God. You armed me with strength. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. God is strong, and we are not. And today, you might be more acutely aware than ever of where you are lacking that. It may be the exam that this morning that was hard or the one tomorrow that you're not ready for or the paper that is intimidating that's due on Friday. It may be relationship stress. It may be a family crisis where you find yourself powerless to bring to a conclusion. On our worst days, weakness takes us towards despair. It takes us towards abandonment. And on our best days, we have this intense, humble awareness of our weakness. It's on those days that our weakness draws us to Jesus on those best days. Because Hebrews 4:15 tells us about the one that we're being drawn to. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, and yet he did not sin. So the first reality as we talk about strength, God is a strong refuge and we are fragile people. And we are in need of being rescued. We're in need of a fortress. When I ask you who you thought of when you hear the word strong, I had two thoughts come to my mind. And the first one for me is my mom. She's one of the strongest people I know. It's grit. It's physical strength, and it's strong-willed. You know in your family who is strong-willed. She's 82, and I spent two nights in the hospital with her last weekend. She was really weak. She had spent the last seven days sleeping about 20 hours a day. She was trying to recover from a flu that left her very disoriented. And I sat at Methodist Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee with one of the strongest people I know 
that was in a really fragile place. I stood next to her to feed her and pour liquids for her. How many of you have had that privilege of feeding someone that you love that couldn't feed themselves? It's a very, very humbling place. It's in that place that you realize that human strength doesn't exist on its own. Apart from the Spirit of God breathing life into us, we have no strength on our own. Like many of you and someone that you may have thought of when you hear the word strong, I I see strength in my mom because she faced tragic loss in her life and she found God's help beyond that. Never take strength for granted. And don't miss the gift of weakness. If we're talking about being spiritually formed to be more like Jesus, the way that we would talk about it is to say don't miss the invitation of weakness. The Apostle Paul, he had his ear bent towards Jesus in 2 Corinthians 12. And some of you know these words where Jesus said to him, the strongest apostle that we can imagine across the New Testament, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ's sake, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know that promise. So when the psalmist in Psalm 46 creates this word picture that mountains are falling into the sea, it's the equivalent of the undoing of the fundamental structure of creation, reversing what God had done when he separated land and sea. And some of you are facing circumstances that feel like that. The psalmist is imagining catastrophic disaster that might challenge the faith of a person trusting in God. In circumstances that you may be facing that are almost overwhelming, we have an invitation to be desperate for God's strength and his presence. If God is strong and we are weak, how do we fulfill the great commandment? In our theme verse, it's Mark 12, verse 30. You know by now that Jesus is quoting from the Shema, from Deuteronomy chapter six, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so the Hebrew word for strength in Deuteronomy six, verse four, it's a really different word than the Hebrew word in Psalm 46 for the strength that is ascribed to God. The word for strength in the Shema is translated in other places across the Old Testament 
as greatly, beyond measure, desperately, exceedingly, fully, much, loving God with all your strength means loving him beyond measure. It means loving him desperately and loving him much. If weakness is the experience that brings us close to God, then maybe we need an expanded view of the great commandment. Love God beyond measure out of your desperation. Love God desperately because you need him beyond measure. And for some reason, reasons that would be a different sermon, but many of us in this room, we hear love God with all your strength and we're almost certain that we hear the message, try harder. Maybe it's a message that says, this is what you have to do more of. And this is not the invitation that's from God. The invitation is for our desperation to channel our affections towards God, not to try harder. In the Book of Common Prayer in the Anglican Church is a prayer that's prayed every day. And many others outside the Anglican Church go to this prayer book to pray this daily prayer. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins through Jesus Christ our Lord, and strengthen us to live in the power of the Holy Spirit all our days, amen. And it's not a prayer that says, God, help me try harder. It's a prayer that says, help us. Strengthen us to live in the power of your Holy Spirit. On Set Apart Retreat 10 days ago, Helen Music, she reminded us of this great wisdom that we get from Dallas Willard that talks about how we're shaped. And he says, grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. Grace, you know, does not have to do with forgiveness of sins alone. He writes that in The Great Omission. Grace has to do with getting us to Jesus. And he has done everything to come to meet us exactly where we are, in the exact spot you're in, in the exact circumstances you're in, and in the exact place that you may feel trapped. And it's grace that does that. So he is mighty, we are feeble. It's in the struggle with our weakness that we come face to face with Jesus. He's compassionate, merciful, gracious, and the only one that can save us. Zeke read the words for us from Ephesians chapter two. And we often forget our own language, that Jesus is the one with power to save us because we don't have it. Jesus has the strength to deliver us because we cannot get ourselves out of what we're in. 
He has the capacity to heal us because we're broken and powerless. And Steve Deneff spoke it three weeks ago. Stop asking for forgiveness. Ask for a new operating system. Do I need to get like in a different position? When I do this? Ask for a new heart. When we're transformed by a new operating system, we grasp strength in a new way. Loving Jesus with the full extent of the power that he has breathed into us. And it's in the struggle with our weakness that we find God. And so how do we navigate the massive tension, living with great weakness and being commanded to love God with all of our strength? We attach ourselves to him. Let me close with a story. Do you remember the story of a boys' soccer team in Thailand? They were, they were trapped in a cave about four years ago. This is the picture of that team. A docudrama came out this summer called 13 Lives. It's free with your Amazon Prime. You've got to see it. 12 kids, they were between the ages of 11 and 16. Their assistant coach was with him, who was a 25-year-old guy. They were in a sealed-off cavern for 10 days before anyone discovered that they were still alive. And they were strong enough that they survived in the cave for 18 days. But they were so trapped that they could have never saved themselves. So the Thai Navy SEALs, they didn't have the skills to get the boys. There were cave divers that were called in from around the world, from probably a dozen countries, to come to the rescue efforts of this soccer team. And to imagine what these divers accomplished, it stirs serious respect for what they could do. In our opening question, who do you think of when you hear the word strong? I think of my mom and I think of the divers that got these guys. They, they traversed through two and a half miles of cave, through about six hours of water to get the team. And after they found the boys on day 10, they had several serious challenges before they could get them out six days later. So the rain was still coming down and the cave could potentially become more flooded than it already was. Even though they found the boys, they had no easy way to get them out. So the malnourished boys, they were missing their moms and their dads. They needed to be hooked up to scuba gear. Are there any certified scuba people in the crowd this morning? Anybody that's certified? Can you imagine if you're certified, if you would want to hook someone up to you that has never done scuba before? So they had to travel underwater for more than an hour. This was the danger, that the kids would not let themselves be saved. 
that they would lose control underwater, that in their helplessness, they would fight the person that was trying to save them, that in their weakness, they would sabotage the rescue plan. So the rescue team decided that the only reasonable rescue effort was to give their boys and their coach anesthesia, to make them totally unconscious. So each diver swam with a boy attached to them through the cave for about three hours, through the different parts of it that they still had to be submerged underwater. The boys had to completely surrender to attach themselves to divers who were intensely stronger than they were. How about you? As God speaks to us about his strength, how do you love him with all of yours? When you find yourself in desperate need, how do you attach yourself to the one that's strong enough to do the rescue? The one who is a fortress. Let's pray. Father, we ask this morning that your Holy Spirit would shape us. And God, in the way that you are strong, we pray that you would speak to the places where you are drawing us and inviting us into your strength. Do that work in our hearts, do that work in our souls, do that work in our minds. We ask this morning in Christ's name, amen.